It was during the Thompson-Delacroix wedding, Karen's first week on the job, that a cottonmouth measuring the length of a Cadillac fell some twenty feet from a live oak on the front lawn, landing like a coil of rope in the lap of the bride's future mother-in-law. It only briefly stopped the ceremony, this being Louisiana, after all. Within minutes, an off-duty sheriff's deputy on the groom's side found a twelve-gauge in the groundkeeper's shed and shot the thing dead, and after one of the cater-waiters was kind enough to hose down the grass. The bride and groom moved on to their vows, staying on schedule for a planned kiss at sunset, the mighty Mississippi blowing a breeze through the line of stately hundred-year-old trees. The uninvited guest certainly made for lively dinner conversation at the reception in the main hall. By the time the servers made their fourth round with bottles of imported champagne, several men, including prim little Father Hallowell, were lining up to have their pictures taken with the Viper before somebody from parish services finally came to haul the carcass away. Still, she took it as a sign. A reminder, really, that Bellevue, its beauty, was not to be trusted. That beneath its loamy topsoil, the manicured grounds and gardens, two centuries of breathtaking wealth and spectacle, lay a land both black and bitter, soft to the touch, but pressing in its power. She should have known that one day it would spit out what it no longer had use for, the secrets it would no longer keep. The plantation proper sat on eighteen acres bordered to the north by the river and to the east by the raw, unincorporated landscape of Ascension Parish. To walk it from the library in the northwest corner to the gift shop and then over to the main house, past the stone kitchen and the rose garden, the cottages, Manette and Leroy, the old schoolhouse and the quarters, took nearly an hour. Karen had learned to start her days early while it was quiet heading out before sunlight, having arranged for Letty to arrive by 6 a.m. at least three days a week while Karen's daughter was still sleeping. Six mornings out of seven, she made a full sweep of the property, combing every square inch, noting any scuffed floors or dry flower beds or drapes that needed to be steamed, even, one time, changing the motor in one of the gallery's ceiling fans herself. She didn't mind the work. Belle V was her job, and she was nothing if not professional, though she could in no way have prepared herself for the grisly sight before her now.